Danielle, you're hey. preaching today. Yes, I am. I'm excited about excited. it. We're continuing our series that yes. we've been doing the last month. What basically. on earth am I here for? What on earth? I know it's being unpacked week by week. The, the reasons God's put us on this planet. So we're looking forward to that. Oh, there it is. The, I felt the glory wow. of God wow. come into the room wow. right there. Uh, the that's glow. The glow of the, the glow. screen is quite amazing. <laughs> hey, babe, I want to just tell people um, the last two Sundays separately, you two weeks ago began to get us praying for family members who have been away from God. Right. Uh, prodigals, if the you Bible like. The Bible calls them prodigals. The Bible calls them prodigals. Yes. Uh, and then last Sunday morning, I just I saw a glimpse of like a, a long road and a, a prodigal t- coming around the corner to make their way home. And I just feel like this is something for, it's a year for us of supernatural breakthrough. God has declared this for our church as a year of supernatural breakthrough. We're seeing heaps of awesome things happening all the time. But that is one particular thing that I believe that's going to be a mark of this year of supernatural breakthrough. The Bible talks about the prodigal son. Right. It's sons and daughters that have been in the house of God. And for whatever reason, they're just not right now. Drifted away. But uh, the father, he has open arms and he's waiting. Yes. For that return. Exactly. And now we're calling them in and saying, now's the time. Exactly. So this is what we want to do. Yes. So just because God says it and you sense it, doesn't mean it automatically is going to happen. Right. You have to lean into it. Yeah. You have to pray into it. So I want to just uh, invite us all this Thursday morning at 6.30, we have an online prayer meeting. It's on Instagram. I know a number of people have downloaded Instagram just so that they can go to the prayer meeting, yeah. which is amazing. Uh, and for about So this week, for about half of the time, let's just get focused on praying our prodigals in. Yeah, let's get awesome. focused for you on praying your kids, if they're away from God, back to God, back into salvation, back into the house of God. So just real, that's on the church Instagram account. It's at 6.30. We lead it from our house. We get different people to jump on board uh, from Melbourne, from around the place to pray. But I want that to be a real focus. So if you've got got some kids you want to come back to Christ or to get born again, or if you you just want to stand with people and pray into that, let's join together and see a real supernatural breakthrough and a shift, all right? Yes. Sweet? Yes. Fantastic. You might be sitting here and you were one of those prodigals. And now you have a heart for others because you know the difference that God can make in your life. So let's lean in in prayer together as a church. Fantastic, fantastic. So tell us about this series. series. Okay, so this is... fill us in if some have missed one or more weeks. I'll catch you up to speed, all right? So basically, uh, the topic is what on earth am I here for? It's based on a book written by Rick Warren that sold over 35 million copies around the world. It's a New York Times bestseller. uh, And it's about that whole area of purpose in my life. Why did God create me? So this is, the summary of it is this, God created you with a purpose and He had that purpose in mind before the world was created. He was thinking of you. And I I love this phrase that there, there, there might have been unplanned pregnancies, but there's no such thing as an unplanned child or baby. God planned you. There might be accidental parents, but there are no accidental children. You are in God's thoughts before the world was created. He had a plan for your life. That plan begins when you get born again. So that, that's that's what begins the call of your life when you come into a relationship with God. So and we've what we've covered is three things so far. Every one of us are called to be loved by God, not primarily to do things for God, but to be loved by God, to be in relationship with Him. Secondly, we're all called to belong. That means we're part of His family. We're His sons and daughters, and we need to belong to our church. I love this this phrase. 
I don't worry so much about finding your purpose. Find your people. And when you find your people, then you'll find right. your purpose. Be right. part of the family, yes. the church, relationship. So, so so important. And then last week, we talked about we're called to become uh-huh. like Jesus, more and more like Him. And that's a, a transformational work from the inside out. And today, yes. you're going to take us into week four. And we've got one more week to go. Yes. So which, th- I mean, it's week five, but the yes. first one was all about the, the calling. The first one was the intro, yeah. And then this is week five. You are called to bless. Called to bless. Called to bless. And then we're going to round it out next Sunday on Friday. Father's Day, yes. the, the num- number six. That's you. You're on today. God hey, bless you. Let's thank go. you very Thanks, much. Can we God give bless you guys online. I'll see Pastor John a big hand this morning leading us. Ah, oh, fabulous. Well, great to see you all in church today here and online. C3 Powerhouse. This is who we are, a house of power. And, uh, you know, our whole vision is to see lives transformed. That's what we're all about. We're not just here for ourselves. We're here to spread the love of God and spread Jesus into our community, our neighbourhoods, our workplaces. And we love to hear about that transformational journey. And I'd love to invite Belle this morning to come and share your story. Come here, Belle. Put your hands together and welcome Belle Stanley. Come and tell us your story. I love hearing it every week. Thanks for all you do for us. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Hi, everyone. Uh, I didn't have a terrible life growing up. I was blessed to have two parents who loved me and a family that I have countless memories with. I remember at six swimming in the ocean and asking the sky if the waves could be calmer. And then they'd change, uh, but that and a prayer said before bed when I was young was the extent of my connection with whatever was out there. Uh, When I was 12, my parents separated and within a few months we found out my mum had COPD, which is similar to emphysema. My next four years was a mixture of severe depression, anxiety, watching my mum fade away, toxic relationships, heavy drug and alcohol use and a suicide attempt. We then got mum's double lung transplant, which was literally a breath of fresh air and mentally one too. I still battled with my own demons. When I turned 18, I was actually shocked I'd made it that far. But after getting out of a long abusive relationship and my parents getting back together, things started looking a lot brighter. My mum always said, everything happens for a reason. And meeting my husband and him bringing me to this church has made all the reasons obvious. The first time here, I had never felt more welcome anywhere else. I always struggled and always thought I wouldn't fit in, but here it felt like nothing in my past mattered and the people here were just genuinely happy to see me. Mm -hmm. I always kept an open mind and knew there was something bigger out there. And then I gave my heart to Jesus and it was like everything just made sense. I won't tell you that my life is perfect now and has no hardships, but now no matter what I go through, I feel eternally loved, supported and forgiven. It's a releasing feeling when you can breathe and just give it all to God and know He will give you what you need. My dad once said to me, we make plans and God laughs. I didn't plan to lose my mother two years ago to skin cancer, but God had obviously planned that I would be centered in this church during that time. My faith in Jesus helped me get through the hardest time of my life. We had done Next Steps, Alpha, been baptised, Encounter Day, the Freedom Course, served, gotten involved in connect groups and constantly tithing. And I'm not sure if we have this life because we did all those steps or because we simply just showed up to church every week. But I'm so glad we did and that we do. 
We have received blessings I could never have imagined. The biggest one, of course, being our beautiful and happy baby boy. After being in chronic pain for 13 months with no medication working and the doctors saying they couldn't find a cure and I'd have to live with it, I was healed of that pain right here in the house of God. <laughs> if you had told me five years ago my life was going to be like this, I probably would have laughed. I didn't want anything to do with religion or church and I'm glad I've found a place that just lets you connect with the Holy Spirit. And just to encourage you all to go to connect groups, we... The restrictions lifted and we went and we were very vulnerable with our group and told them that we had been trying for our second baby for three months with no success. And they prayed and they prayed and we are three months pregnant. <laughs> so be vulnerable and connect. That's awesome, I love it. Thank you, Belle. And congratulations, Belle and Ben. Announcement here as well this morning. <laughs> Oh, thank you for sharing. I love it. I love that you have the courage to just come and share that with us. It's so encouraging, isn't it? I love that line. And no matter what I go through, I feel eternally loved, supported and forgiven. And that's who Jesus is. He's a God of love. He forgives you so that you feel clean and He supports you in everything. And if you are not in a relationship with Jesus in every service, we give you an opportunity to invite Jesus into your heart and to begin that relationship. We'll be doing that at the end of this service. Why don't we just pray right now? Lord, we thank You that You're a God of love. We thank You that You have created every single person that's listening today. I thank you, Jesus, that you came to give us life and life to the full. You came to give us purpose. Forgive us of our sins. Give us a fresh start. I thank you, Jesus, today that you'll speak to every person, that you'll bring your word alive and bring revelation and truth, and it will set us free. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Fantastic. Thank you, our worship team. Can you please put your hands together? for our amazing worship team. Well, let's get into the What on Earth Am I Here For? You might be reading the book along with uh, the series, uh, What on Earth Are You Here For? It's a rebranding of The Purpose Driven Life, which Rick Warren, American pastor, wrote a couple of decades ago. But it is so popular with so many people because there's just this need to know, what am I here for? Is my life making a difference? And so this series that we're doing is just unpacking this week after week. And as I said before, week four today, the fourth reason, the fourth assignment, the fourth calling, the fourth purpose for you is that you are called to bless. You're called to bless, you're called to serve, you're called to be generous with your life. There's a thousand different ways that we can serve other people, the people around you. And we're filled with amazing people in our church of our dream teamers who give of their time and their skills every Sunday, every day of the week, every week of the year, uh, and contributing in reaching out, whether that's emotional support, prayer support, financial support, helping in services. There's so many different ways that our dream teamers uh, give. So I just want to shout out to every dream teamer Thank you for all that you do in the house of God. Wherever you are, you're making a difference. You're so servant-hearted, you're so willing, and you're so generous, and we thank you. We can't do what we do or build the church without you. It's one thing to volunteer, and there's so many volunteers all over the world. Uh, the green tree frogs, hey, they're important, and save them from extinction, but we're talking about making a difference and actually serving, blessing people with the love of God. 
The fourth purpose of our life is God shaped me to serve him. He shaped us. And I don't mean your physical shape, because everybody's different, everyone's unique, and we are in our makeup as well. And our shape is actually five things. Uh, our, Our spiritual life, our heart, our abilities, our personality, our experiences, that's what makes up our shape. And every single person has a different shape. But we're shaped to serve God. So our spiritual gifts... We can't earn them. We might have a gift of faith. We might have a gift of giving. We might have a gift of intercession, a gift of mercy. That's our spiritual gifts, the things that are made up inside of us that are in us innately in creation. Your heart. Your heart is what you're passionate about, what gets you going, what you're enthusiastic about. You don't have to rustle it up. It's just there. That's what's in your heart. Your abilities are your natural talents, what you're born with. And what comes out over years as you grow, as you mature, as you serve, you'll see more and more of your natural talents emerge. Your personality, who you are, your makeup, whether you're introverted or extroverted, whether you're a people person, you're a thinker, a feeler, maybe you're a sanguine or a melancholic or a leader, that's your personality. And your experiences, your family experiences, your work experiences, these are all the things that shape you. Painful experiences, they shape you. But as you share them with other people, that's where you know that you are helping people. If you've never uh, done a survey uh, unpacking what your spiritual gifts are, we, we do these uh, lessons called growth track and it's every month and you unpack what your spiritual gifts are, you do a questionnaire and it kind of gives you a bit of a readout and understand yourself better. I really encourage you, if you haven't done growth track, it's on the third Sunday of every month and online, we'll tell you the details of that at the end of the service. But this is like an hour and a half where it's just like, okay, I want to understand. It's a personality test as well. Spiritual gears, just to see, what is my makeup? How can I best help people? That's my shape. Ephesians 2 verse 10, it says, we are God's workmanship, his handiwork. We're created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do because he knows what he wants to utilize you for in this life. He prepared in advance something for you to do. You're his work of art. You're unique. You're one of a kind. There's no one else like you. He has a plan and a purpose for you at this time in this world. And you were created in Christ Jesus to do good works. That good works, it's called your service. It's called your ministry. It's the way that you help other people. You weren't made to just take up space, to just live your life a self-centered life as we naturally can. But God put you here to make a contribution with your life. If you're a Christian, you're here for two reasons, and that's to help other people and to honor God. Everything you do, whether it's in church, whether it's in your workplace, whether it's in your family, whether it's in your neighborhood, you were called to help others and to honor God. When you became a believer, when you stepped across the line, you weren't just called to be saved, you were called to serve. You're saved to serve, to make a difference in your life. Galatians 1 verse 15, the Bible's just full of amazing scriptures about serving and what it does for you and how it helps people and how it helps you. God, in his grace, chose me and you even before you were born. And he called me to serve him. This is your calling. 
You were called to serve him. You were called to bless people. This is the fourth purpose. You're shaped to serve. So I'm going to talk about four benefits that happen in your life when you begin to change your focus from self to service. When you change the focus from it's all about me to it's all about serving. Four of the things that we want most in life are only available as we begin to serve other people. And you might already be experiencing these things. If you're all in and you're serving and you're giving, you know that it's all about others. So the very first one today, the first thing that happens is serving others unselfishly will create joy in my life. It's 2020. Anyone feel this year's robbed you a little bit of your joy? Like you've had to change plans, you've had to cancel plans, you haven't been able to do things that are fun. Anyone had just a little bit of joy, Rob, this year? I am one of those people. There's been things that I've had to cancel and change. It's just like, oh my gosh, that joy, it's just gone. Who wants more joy? I mean, I mean, definitely want more joy. So there's two things that's secrets of joy. Number one, the first secret is to get the focus off yourself. To get the focus off yourself from being inward focus, it's all about me, to outward focus. It's all about God and serving others. You know, I did my nursing degree and I had an opportunity to uh, pick an elective. And I picked an early childhood uh, unit that I thought this would be fascinating. And I learned about child development. And uh, there's this Piaget's theory of development that was in the 30s and 40s, became very popular around the world. And he um, identified from the age of three to seven, egocentrism is at the helm. I'll break that down, what that actually means. Everything revolves around the child. They feel they are the center of everything. And the vast, well, it's just like the world revolves around me. I don't know if you uh, are parenting of a child who's between the ages of three and seven. It's just like the world revolves around them and, you know, you're just at their beck and call. Maybe you know some adults like that. I don't know. Uh, Piaget says, (laughs) Piaget actually said, um, the vast majority of young people progress through this stage. That means there's others that don't. (laughs) So it's actually innate in us. That's a stage of development where we just think everything revolves around me. We have to move past that into another stage of development where it's about other people, where I can see beyond myself. And I feel for you if you're a parent in that age. I don't know. I feel like it pokes its head up again in the teenage years, possibly. Uh, The world... Anyway, I'll leave that alone knowing my teenagers sitting right here in the congregation. That's, hey, you're not, you're not, yeah. Okay. Everything in our society says it's all about you. Every ad that you see, it's about you. And what can we do for you? And our society is, is feeding this belief that it is all about you. You're number one. You're the best. What do you deserve? This is what we're hearing. This is out there. And so we're coming against that culture and going, no, it's not about me. It's about God and it's about others. And I'm shifting my focus off myself to other people. The Bible says this in Philippians 4, verse 4. Always be full of the joy of the Lord. There's this joy. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are unselfish and considerate in all you do. So he's relating being unselfish and considerate with having more joy. Because as you're looking out, as you're being considerate of others, joy comes to you. 
Turning that innate tendency around creates enormous, massive amounts of joy in my life. Joy comes through service by giving your life away. God wired us that when you give your life away, that's when the joy flows into your heart. Why? Because he wants you to be like him. When you give to, begin to give your life away, the joy flows into your life. A good example of this is Apostle Paul. In Philippians 2 verse 17, it says, My life is being poured out as a part of the sacrifice and service I offer to God for your faith. Yet I am filled with joy. And I share that joy with all of you. Again, there's this correlation between sacrifice, between serving, and being filled with joy. Joy comes as you turn that focus away from yourself. Serving develops a servant heart in you. It develops that you you need to sacrifice. If you're going to serve, there's sacrifice involved. There's surrender involved. A willingness grows in you, a dedication for something bigger than yourself. That's what happens as you develop a servant heart in your life. This happens every time you serve, when it's inconvenient, when you don't feel like it, when you've got other stuff come up that seems more important, when you have to push through those barriers. This is all developing a servant heart in you. If you want to be happy, you've got to be helpful. Philippians 2 verse 4 says, Forget about yourself long enough to lend a helping hand. Ouch. Wow. I mean, he's just like straight down the line there. Forget about yourself enough to lend a helping hand. I love the Bible. It's amazing. So the first key to joy is to get the focus off yourself. The second one is when I use my gifts to help others. 1 Peter 4 verse 10 says, God has given each of you some special abilities. Be sure to use them to help each other. Passing on to others God's many kind of blessing. I mean, I just love the word of God. It just speaks to us, it challenges us, it encourages us, but it makes it possible. It's not something that's out of the realm of possibility. It's something that's doable, that it, but it stirs in us. I want to help other people. I need to help other people. It's going to help me. It's going to return joy to me. We bless other people by using our skills, the gifts that God's giving us, by giving of our time, our talents, whatever we've got. Some of them, you know what they are. Others, you have to work it out. As you serve, you realize, I'm either good at this or I'm not good at that, and I need to stop <laughs> and serve in another area. It will become apparent if you have a gifting in that area. Are you a good listener, an encourager? Are you a teacher, a handyman? A photographer, use your gifts to help other people. There's so many opportunities that we have in church to help people. And we've got a dream team, as I mentioned, that have so uh, many areas and filled with amazing, beautiful volunteers. But we always need more in every area of our church. Online, we've got people helping out in uh, Alpha, assisting or moderating as a host online, setting up our groups long-term. In Melbourne, we have an amazing dream team. And even this year, uh, they have run... Our Melbourne campus started in March, had two services on site, and then have gone 
onto online ever since. They had the launch that we were there for, and then after that, it was all been online. But we've still been running Growth Track. Thank you, Dan and Ebony, for running Growth Track and still inviting people. And people have joined the Dream Team, and their church has grown. Our church in Melbourne has grown, our members, our numbers, because people are joining the Dream Team. And I will tell you, at the end of the service, Teresa will tell you how you can join the Dream Team. And for us, there's ways and means of helping people, whether it's serving in a practical sense, whether it's serving in a people sense. Join our dream team. I'll tell you how later on. So serving others creates joy in my life by getting the focus off myself and using my gifts to help others. The second thing, the second benefit of serving is it will improve my relationships. Improve my relationships. You know, uh, my first, um, one of my first memories of John was when we were serving in the same church in Toowoomba and we had a Christian conference and we were put on the children's team, or we must have volunteered, I don't know, uh, and we were put together as team leaders and we served together and uh, we, um, there was a competition and you might have heard us talk about this, but uh, we won. <laughs> We were going for it, even as a 16-year-old, as an 18-year-old, we were put to serve, and we've been serving, well, not together ever since. I think it wasn't until five years later that we started dating, and uh, since then, serving ever since, and even now, working alongside each other, and working how that all works. Great for character. (laughs) No, we're, we're working it out. It's so good, working alongside. You know, the majority of my closest friends have been people that I've served alongside with. Even long distance with team, I've been serving alongside. These are my closest friends. It improves your relationships. Why do they get better? Because you learn how to serve because the focus is off yourself, because you're unlearning self-centeredness. So it actually helps your relationships at every level because you're realizing again, it's not about me. It's about how can I serve? How, How can I help others? When we want what I want, when I want it, it creates conflict in our life. So we're unlearning that. Matthew 20, 28 says, Jesus saying, your attitude must be like my own, for I did not come to be served, but to serve. Wow, turning it all around. Do you want to build relationships? Do you want a friend? Serve together. It's that principle of sowing and reaping that the Bible talks about. As you're giving in, you're receiving. You sow by doing tasks, by helping others, and you reap fulfillment, that good feeling, learning new skills and building friendships and relationships. Number three, serving others will make my life meaningful. This is a series, what on earth am I here for? We want to make our lives mean something. We want to make a difference in our life. We want to unpack our purpose, our calling. We want to help you find that. The only way you can find meaning is to give your life away. It doesn't come from money or success or possessions or popularity. It comes from ministry, giving your life away. Mark 8.35 says, if you try to keep your life for yourself, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will find true life. This is the power of the scripture. Jesus saying, if you keep it for yourself, you lose it. But if you give it up, you will find true life. Everything you do for Christ has purpose. It may seem insignificant, but it's important. 
The Bible says that even if you give a cup of water in God's name, that you get rewarded in eternity. Imagine if we saw everything through those eyes. Every seat we cleaned, every kid we ministered to, being an online host, editing the sermons for podcasts during the week, drumming on the stage, leading a group, encouraging someone, praying for them. You will have an eternal reward direct from Scripture. I've served all my life, and I am so much richer for it. In every age and stage, I have served in the house of God. Did I love every minute? Eh, not really. Not every minute. There's good stuff that comes in. Did I find it stressful? Yes. There's moments of stress. Do I find it inconvenient? Yes. But would I do it all over again? Absolutely. Absolutely. Living a life of purpose, living a life of serving God, helping others, my life becomes so much more meaningful because of it. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 58 says, always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your work in the Lord is never wasted. Remember, you are called to bless. To bless those in our church, those in our community, our neighbourhood, our workplace, our family. Alyssa, you are called to bless. Tom, you are called to bless. Julie, you're called to bless. Casey, you're called to bless. Ursh, you're called to bless. We are called to bless. Every single person in this room to serve. So we're becoming more joy-filled as we're living a life of service. Our relationships improve. My life becomes more meaningful. And number four, it will leave a legacy. You leave a mark here on earth and in eternity, here in people's lives and in eternity. The church, the house of God, C3 Powerhouse, what we're all about is transform lives, to see people that walk in darkness, see a light and come into right relationship with Jesus Christ, creating a place, whether it be in a church building, whether it be an online community, we're creating a place for people to come, receive Jesus, and seeing lives transformed, where people can experience freedom. They can experience life, can experience healing, the hope of God, the love of God, forgiveness. This is that place. Hebrews 6 verse 10 says, God is fair. He will not forget the work you did and the love you showed for him by helping his people. And he will remember that you are still helping them the ones that you're serving, the ones that you're blessing, the ones that you're ministering to, God sees. He cares. He won't forget it. And your eternity, your legacy here on earth and in heaven is secured. If you want to leave a legacy, then you need to serve wholeheartedly, unselfishly, changing that focus off of yourself. Can I invite the band to come up right now as we're coming to a close? We're called to bless. We're a people who are called to serve, to minister to others, to step out of our comfort zone, to take the focus of ourselves. We're called and we're shaped to serve Him. We create joy in our life. We want more joy. As you step out, as you take the focus of yourself, it creates joy. It, you are filled with joy, as Paul says. Our relationships improve. Because we're just changing our whole mindset of how we see life. 
as we're stepping out to serve, it improves our relationships and our lives become more meaningful. We leave a legacy as we're called to bless, as we step into that calling, as we step into that purpose, the assignment on your life, then you will receive these things. I wanna pray over us today. Why don't you just close your eyes wherever you are and just allow what I've been speaking about to just settle in your spirit. Maybe God's speaking to you today. Maybe He's wanting to prompt you to respond, to do something, to step out. Maybe you once served, but right now you're finding that you're not. He wants to just nudge you. He's spoken to you today. Just allow Him, His Spirit, to speak to you. Thank you, Jesus. We want to make a difference, Lord. I thank you that you have called every single person. Lord, I thank you that you have a purpose, that you have an assignment for each one. Lord, today as we've talked about being called to bless, that you would apprehend us. Lord, that you would cause a surrender in our spirits. Lord, that we would want to serve you in whatever way that looks like. We wanna be obedient to you. God, I pray for every person listening today, Jesus, that you would come and speak afresh. Lord, that there would be encouragement for the ones who are serving, who are putting others first, that your life is meaningful, that God is pouring joy into your heart. Oh God, I pray, Jesus, just pour out upon us today. You know, as I was praying into this, I just felt there can be some lies that stop you from serving. Maybe you think you're not good enough. Maybe you think you're not needed. Maybe you think that you, you need to be better skilled. I'm telling you, that's not God. That's a lie. I just want to expose that today. Maybe there's some doubt in you. Maybe there's some intimidation stopping you from stepping out and stepping forward. So I'm just praying, just a release of that, a lifting of that today. Where there's apathy, I lift that off in the name of Jesus. Oh God, I'm praying, Jesus, that you will come and that you would speak clearly, God, that you would give boldness and courage for us to respond to you, oh God. Oh Lord, I see mobilizing. I see people mobilizing the army of God being stirred today. I see a challenge from God for you. Will you serve me? Will you serve my people? Will you serve and honor God? Oh, thank you, Jesus, that you speak to us today. Lord, we say yes. We say yes. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.